Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Episode 346 of Slam Fire Radio. I am one of your hosts, Adriel. I'm another one, Trevor. And the other guys are coronavirused up. I guess. In isolation, quarantined, <laughs> no I'm not sure they. I'm not sure how they, if they understand how the internet works. Because I know it would be a social gathering, but not really. Like, I don't think you can catch a virus through podcasting. It's less than five people. It should be fine. It should be fine regardless, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only virus that you could get while podcasting would be a computer virus, probably. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, yet, uh, they all suck. And, uh, yeah, they're out uh, hoarding toilet paper and, uh, and buying... Sanitizer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, at, I'm at Costco this morning, and I see this guy coming down the aisle, and his cart is loaded, loaded with sanitizer, every wipe known to man, just nothing on there except for wipes and sanitizer, and I light them up. I'm like, do you have any idea how selfish you are? What is wrong with you? Think about the old people. Think about the children. Do you have, like, no heart whatsoever? Where do you get off, like, buying all of this stuff? And he looks at me and goes, are you done? Can I continue stocking the shelves now? Like, <laughs> my, my bad. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, like, I'm picking up stuff from my gas station. I'm all out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, there are some legitimate <laughs> reasons. <laughs> uh, Hello, my name is, was a tag on his shirt, but I just thought he was, you know, I didn't, whatever. <laughs> you just, you, yeah, you're on edge. It was a go button moment. It sure was. Mashed it. <laughs> Mashed it. It's like, excuse me, sir. I'd like to get back to work now. <laughs> oh, well. What are you going to do? Yeah. All right. Uh, what, what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now, they've got the Trijicon Credo on sale. This is designed specifically for three gunners, range warriors, and law enforcement uh, the Trijicon Credo 1 to 6 by 24 gives you everything you need in a low power variable rifle scope. It's lightweight, durable, intuitive reticles. What's an intuitive reticle? Like a like crosshair? It's, it's natural. Mm. It's intuitive. Mm. Doesn't look like a busy Christmas tree. Yeah. Maybe it's got like a death, like one of those LEDs with like the skull on it. And you put that on whatever you want to <laughs> kill. Yeah, that's that's that, that the skull over the skull, skull skull bones, crossbones. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Jolly Roger um, reticle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That very that would intuitive. Be intuitive. Yeah. If you're yeah. a pirate, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the result is rapid target acquisition, an extra wide field of view, and confident aiming in any light. And that's on for fourteen ninety nine. Trevor, have you yes. done anything in guns recently? Not much. It's been kind of quiet. Um, I never thought I would get bored being paid to reload. 
schools are closed here like everywhere else in the country, I imagine. So I've just been doing a little bit of reloading. Um, but other than that, my Apache Black Nylon 66 arrived since the last show. Definitely the most unique of the color uh, variations of the 66. It's kind of like nickel plated. And you can tell it's nickel plated because just in front of the chamber there where the marking is of the caliber, a little bit of the nickel plating, unfortunately, has flaked off. So it's definitely not stainless. It's like a plated. Mm-hmm. Um, the gun's in good condition. It's as advertised, maybe not quite as nice as he thought it was, but it's, I mean, I have no concerns about, you know, misrepresentation in the ad or anything like that. Um, it's got its, it's got its usual nicks, you know what I mean? This gun was used. It wasn't a safe queen, but whatever. I mean, the guns are old. They're very old. They stopped making them even in the 80s. So yeah. even if you got one that's made in the 80s, it's still old. Um, it's original condition. All the right screws and bits are there. Uh, yeah, so... It's cool. I don't know when I'll get out to shoot it, but um, yeah, so the collection is kind of rounded out. I mean, I got one in every color. I'd like to have, as I said before, one from uh, each color from Canada and one from each color from the U.S., but whatever. This will do for now. uh, Is your local range open right now? It's, I mean, there's more than one way to define open. It's not plowed, but if you want to venture through the snow and climb over the fence, you're free to use the facility. <laughs> it's got that built-in social isolation with the snow. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And it's too bad, too, because um, there's a couple of things I'd like to cite in, and it's just too much effort right now to get out there and cite it in. So it is what it is. Um, oh, that's interesting. There's a number stamped on the barrel. And it does not match the number on the receiver. Huh. That's hmm. odd. I must check the other ones to see if they're if they serialize the the barrels and the receivers and if any of them match. It might be a, a drawing number too. It's not necessarily a serial number. But anyway. Hmm. Um Yeah, that's all I've been up to, man. Got a new gun and uh sold some guns. Trying to put some money aside for uh, I applied to UNB to go take a master's in counseling, mm-hmm. and so selling some stuff. Some of it moved, but now that the uh, oh yeah the um, firearm center is closed down, you can do I your. I heard tr- that, but I also yeah. heard that you can still get transfers only through a retailer. Retailers have access uh. to an online system. Mm-hmm. Um. But if you and I want to transfer a restricted firearm between us, nope. Nope. You will not sell a restricted to a private person right now. Hmm. Almost seems like a form of gun control, but uh, what do I know? Laziness. Like, you mm. could have a, a uh, in an emergency, you could enable regular people to get access to that page that lets you pump it. I punch in my pal and your pal and the firearm reg certificate. And it's like, okay. And here's a reference number. You use the reference number. You confirm you are buying that pistol and do some database stuff, and we're done, right? Like this is not rocket science on on what we're uh, what we're tracking here. Uh, no. And the only question is whether you know they have to build in a thing where I put in your license number and it immediately goes, "No, this license is expired," or "No, this license has been revoked." 
other than that, there's no reason to not approve a transfer. So it mm-hmm. should be all done automatically. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no, you bought five because they were a good deal. That's not okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't like that answer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay. Interesting. Um, all right. For myself, uh, I've been doomsday prepping, uh, light doomsday prepping, as in mm-hmm. uh, almost nothing. I mean, I've been doing a bunch of stuff around the house, put in like a, an exhaust vent, put in a bidet because I got tired of waiting for toilet paper. I was joking about around about it last show, but I'm like, you know what? I'm not waiting in line for for toilet paper, and I'm not like paying scalper prices on Amazon for this. I'm just gonna put one in. I went to Home Depot, and they're like, guys, like, yeah, we used to have toilet paper here, but now we don't, so we put these bidets here. It's like, sweet, yeah, get one of those. Unless hmm. the, so, if I if the water stops, you know, I guess it's back to the hand, but whatever. Um, I'm lucky, man. Like, I've gone to the store. Just about every day. Every day I keep saying, okay, today's the day that we hunker down and we do the social isolation thing. We don't go anywhere. We don't do anything. And every day I find an excuse to go back to the store for more food. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always toilet paper. And there always will be toilet paper because this, this is a small town. And nobody's going completely crazy and thinking they need six months supply of toilet paper because it's going to run out. It's not going to run out. We make it right here at home in New Brunswick. And it's not affected by any supply chains. I mean, uh, now the province declared a state of emergency today or enacted its own version of uh, emergency measures. Don't really know what that looks like. I know all provincial-based construction is stopped. All schools are closed. All non-essential government is, is closed. Uh, but I think Cannabis MB and the liquor store are staying open, of course, because, you right. know, that, that would cause some problems. Well, I mean, cannabis, you could just, you could go buy like $20 worth and you're, you're set for the apocalypse. That'll, that's like a month's supply. It's really? Last long. I'm not up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really don't know, but I feel like that's not really a lot of cannabis. Well, me, I don't know. How much do you smoke? I don't, <laughs> but I'm sure, like, if I did $20 worth, I feel like would be a good afternoon. Oh, nope. <laughs> nope. What? You cannot smoke $20 worth of pot in an afternoon. Not you. Challenge That's accepted. like a week for you. <laughs> okay. Well, you're going to have some time on your hands. And yeah. uh, if you have problems sleeping, actually, uh, it won't help with paranoia, though. It might make that a little bit worse. So maybe yeah, now's be- not the right time. I'd be too high to give a crap. Wouldn't do anything. Good point. Good point. Or right. Just get edibles, and then you'll just sit on the couch and watch TV the whole time. That'd be sweet too. Might take the edge off. It's not a bad idea. I'm going to use this apocalypse to develop a marijuana habit. Thanks, Adriel. <laughs> it's cheaper than a beer habit, or it a Lagavulin habit. Ooh, way Ooh. cheaper than that. Way cheaper. Yeah, can't be as good though. There's no way. Mm, yeah. Uh, let's see. I also have been selling a bunch of guns. Uh, I sold my Savage Axis 2, uh, Savage A22, and Savage 64 Takedown, uh, which were all like, th- those were all review guns, right? So I, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not like divesting myself of firearms by any means. <sighs> I just cycle a lot. Uh, I still need to sell my Mossberg Plinkster and that Narinko JW20, um, but that'll happen when it happens. Uh, I think I might get the Savage B22. That's their their new bolt action that uses that rotary mag. Um, so I might get one of those because I haven't reviewed one of those yet. And I was just um, like, as I was like taking down that A22 and looking at all the different components on it, kind of impressed. Like it, like it's uh, it's a cheap rifle, 
but they cheaped out on the right stuff and they put the time in on the right stuff. And I think the design was good too. So mm. yeah, I do have, I, uh, I mean, I was going to put some restricted for sale, but I do have like one, two, three, four, I got four non-restricted that might move. I'm selling an 870 Wingmaster police clone. List the stuff that you're list, look, looking to sell. Just yep. in case any listeners know anyone that's looking for that, any of that stuff. All right. Savage A17 with a crossfire 2, 4 to 12 scope on it. 210 round mags, 125 round mag. A Cincinnati um, 870 clone. It's 14 inch barrel. It's got sights on it. It's got a side saddle. It's got a front pump that has a rail for a flashlight. It's threaded for Mossberg chokes. It's been Cerakoted by S&J. They did a good job on it. Uh, it has a Magpul stock on it. Uh, and I also have a 870 Wingmaster police clone. And my, um, uh, I don't know. I might sell it. I might not. My Matador Arms SKS. I don't think I'm going to. It's kind of a gift from Matador Arms. It doesn't get used, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those those two shotguns in that uh, A17 can go. I re- I bought a CZ 455 mm-hmm. in 17 HMR with a Magpul or a Boyd stock. So my oh, that's fancy. Yeah, my A17 is fancy too. It has a Boyd stock and it has a semi-heavy profile barrel. It's actually blued. It's not satin blue. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. More I talk about it, the less I want to sell it. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me pull that back up. Uh, let's see here. My Matrix Aerospace build kit should be here soon. So I think I'm going to build that this weekend. I think if I get that built, I might go to the range this weekend as well. Just maintain my distance with everyone and, uh, you know, pound some targets with it. Uh, I'm going to put that fancy trigger I've got. I've got like a Kelvin Elite uh, yep. for that. Yeah, nice trigger. Nice trigger. So I think it's uh, like two pounds or pound and a half or something like that. I got one mag for it. I might, I'm actually, I think I might order some more mags. So I've only got the one 10 round mag for it. So maybe I'll get some other ones. I've got one of those, uh, pistol mags for it. Uh, that'll fit. So I need some more 1022 mags as well. So maybe I'll pick up some 1022 mags and that mag from Northern Republic. Cause I think they've got some, uh, I got <clears throat> some trigger locks in from, uh, Amazon. I got a five pack of these, uh, these, uh, Rand something. They're uh, the compact style. Uh, they've got the uh, combo lock and they've got the button on the side there. So they're very compact. They fit better in a pistol case and they were cheap. They were uh, five pack was 35 bucks. So oh, wow. Yeah, I got five of these things. I ran into like it, sometimes when I head to the range, I've got four or five uh, combo trigger locks, but sometimes I leave one in a case or one might be used somewhere else and uh, I just wanted to have more on hand and now I've got. 10 <laughs> and the nice thing about Wait. combo locks you never for, you never forget the key at home that's right you cannot have enough combo locks yeah uh and then uh, uh some of our three gun matches and and maple seed events have been uh canceled recently here we've uh uh in alberta here same thing as as you guys out there state of emergency no uh, non-essential gatherings that are 50 people or more but they are likely to throttle that down even more just because uh alberta's getting hit hit decently hard 
not not as bad as uh, BC on a per capita, but uh, you know we're we're gaining twenty thirty percent more cases every day. So, well, can't we're yeah supposed to have a um, uh, Ipsic level one RO course in April. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to the week before, see if the world goes back to normal, yeah. and if not, then I'll I'm not pulling the plug on it yet though. Yeah, I think you gotta you gotta look at at uh, what things are looking at. I mean, like the three gun match was going to be this weekend. That maple seed's going to be in a week or so, and uh, it's just it, the cases are growing too fast. I mean, most of the cases that they're finding here in Alberta, a lot of them are a bunch of people that went to some dentist conference in uh, on March fifth. So like two weeks ago, they're just finding them here now. So it's like how many other people are infected? And they just don't know, and they're out doing their thing and going to the grocery store looking for food and infecting everyone else there. So mm. yeah. 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 It's uh uh yeah. It, yeah, so we'll have to cancel some events and then the other ones we'll just wait and see. See what happens. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well that was uh I think that's the shortest our what we did in guns has ever been. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, upcoming events, TACCOM Canada 2020 will be September 11th to 13th. That's uh, the Canadian Pro-Gun Pro Podcasters Network will be in attendance. Uh, so head on down and uh, find your local podcasters there. I think in September it'll be fine. I think that's a safe date. Uh, get your early bird tickets now. They're on sale. Uh, we've got a link that we'll put into the show notes for uh, for the tickets and they're valid for just a little bit longer. You can get 15% off if you use Early Bird 15 off. Did you want to talk about the 10th Annual Podcast Network Charity Shoot? I do. you want to do that in the main topic? Nope. Now? All right. Let's, um, the Charity Shoot, let's say, for example, the event doesn't happen. If you want your money back, you can have your money back, but I would still like to have people register now collect those donations and we can always roll the donations into the Rod Harkwell Memorial Fund, regardless of whether or not the event takes place, we can still donate money. You know what I'm saying? So don't let the um, potential for cancellation prevent you from registering because remember it's about charity. It's only 25 bucks. So please register anyway. If the event takes place, great. If the event doesn't take place and you want a refund, because you paid with your credit card online, there is a avenue there to refund your credit card in one click of a button. So register with confidence. If you want your money back, absolutely. Or you could just leave it there as a donation to this year's charity, regardless of whether or not the event takes place. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where we're going with the cancellation policy. If you want your money back, uh, no problem. If you want to leave it and donate it to the charity, also no problem. So the event... Um, is planned for the 4th of July at the Rescue Gun Club in Balmoral, New Brunswick. Payment is through um, Practice Score. So you go to the Practice Score website and search the 10th Annual Podcast Charity Shoot or search events in Balmoral or search the Rescue Gun Club any, any way or click on the link. is a Facebook page about this event so you can find it on Facebook. Or as Adriel likes to say, you can Google it, Susan. The cost is $25.00. Pre-registration through practice score is mandatory. There are no walk-ons. Um, if you want to donate but don't want to uh, shoot the steel challenge, 
just register and select the option I'm not shooting. That's an option to, during registration. There will be, for those who attend, a mini, mini steel challenge match. This will be using the USPSA steel challenge stages and rules. You can shoot a 22 pistol, a 22 rifle, a PCC, or a handgun. After that, we're going to have a half round of trap. And then there's going to be one self-serve pistol base set up where you can plink on steel to your heart's content. Um, for trap, bring your own ammo, uh, number seven and a half or eight, or you can buy a box from the club. This is an extra cost above the registration fee, so please remember to bring cash. Also, lunch will be provided on site by Smoke in the Water and bring cash for that too. As mentioned earlier, this year's charity of choice is the Rod Harkwell Memorial Fund. This fund is intended for the benefit of sick or injured children in the Restigush region. This includes expenses incurred by families of sick or injured children for medical treatment, testing, equipment, or related travel expenses so that they may receive the best treatment possible. You can go to rodharkwellmemorial.com for more information about Rod Harkwell and the charity. Awesome. Next up, we have a save the date. Uh, this is for the EOSC CCFR Ladies Range Day on Saturday, July 25th. Uh, this time we've partnered with Vortex Canada to, to turn a fun range day into a successful fundraiser to support women's health. All, pre all proceeds will go towards Breast Cancer Action Ottawa, which is kind of neat. And I can pull off that event. Uh, let's see here. Let's head on to the news. So <laughs> the first one, uh, Canada Post will be dropping off your panic purchase handguns and ARs just outside your door. <laughs> and uh, even if it says signature required, uh, they may not be uh, they may not be getting that signature. I'll, I'll read this and then we can kind of comment on it. Uh, to help minimize points of close contact with our communities, we will no longer be requesting signatures for any deliveries to the door. This will eliminate the need for scanners and stylus pens to be passed back and forth during the delivery process of these items. Instead, where possible, our delivery agents will apply our safe drop process. This means they will leave these items in your mailbox or outside your door if it's safe to do so. When it's not possible to safe drop, our delivery agent will leave a notice card indicating the post office where you can pick up your items by showing proof of identity. Uh, nothing can go wrong with this policy. <laughs> no, not a thing. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing... Okay, so... Uh, listeners, if you haven't been to a gun store recently, uh, there are a lot of people panic buying right now. A lot of people buying a lot of guns and ammo. Uh, and well, there's a lot of people doing that in person. There are a lot of people doing that online as well. So there's going to be a lot of panic purchase handguns and ARs and, uh, uh, non-restricteds in the mail, uh, that are going to be dropped off to people's houses and maybe left in the screen doors between their house and... You know, or in their barbecue or wherever the well, postman decides to put it. I was uh, tracking a package from TNA and um, was surprised to see that they the tracking number said it had been delivered. Well, that's weird. How could it? Nobody knocked on the door. What's going on? And uh, so I go upstairs and I open up my door. And sure enough, in between my door and my screen door is my package from TNA. And um, that was, I had no idea about this, uh, this new policy. So I was like, ah, uh, that's weird. I thought I would have had to sign for this. Would have been nice so, if they rang your doorbell or something. Nothing. No knocking, mm -hmm. nothing. They just put it between the doors and, and left. 
<laughs> we yeah. left an AR for you. <laughs> yeah, no, thankfully it wasn't a firearm, but uh, it was still a package from TNA, so you can figure out yourself what was in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. So uh, be uh, be vigilant <laughs> with your delivery notifications. Uh, watch them, and when you see that little delivery notification, maybe hop to it to your uh, to your front door and <laughs> check out if your your gun's sitting there. Uh, into new gun stuff. Right now, everything's selling crazy fast. Ammo is going to be getting more expensive. What kind of stories have you heard about uh, about some of the panic buying? I've I've been watching loosely, and I've been seeing people saying seven times more sales of uh, of guns and ammunition. Without naming names, um, I've heard ridiculous numbers of ammo sales in the tens of thousands of rounds sold per day. Mm-hmm. Um. I also know that distributors are contacting dealers and saying our prices are going to be going up. Uh, well, so I don't know if that's yeah. a gouging thing or if that's a supply chain thing. Well, it could be. There's there could be two reasons for that. It could be supply chain. It could be the Canadian dollar is just taking a crap right now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's another good reason. Um, some large retailers are are literally making hundred or hundreds. $100,000 a day in sales a day. Like mm-hmm. they're not going to have stock for long. Like pretty soon they're going to look like the toilet paper aisle at your local grocery store. So the Americans yeah. are definitely doing that, but they like, they, they define gun panic buying. <laughs> a lot yeah, they need. sure do. Yep. And I think a lot of my uh, concern, yeah. my concern is ammunition. Um, because the trade routes between the supply chain from China is shut down. Uh, it's like Ian said, either on our show or on uh, the Prepper Podcast show, lead smelters aren't a thing in North America anymore. There's a couple in Canada. There was one in my region. It's closed down. So with no lead smelters in North America to produce lead for the ammo manufacturers and no lead coming from China, it's only a matter of time before ammunition dries up. Yeah, Yeah, there might be some issues there. I actually heard... Um, on AR-15s, just because of how many have been sold in the U.S., that we're going to have a nine to twelve month lag time in getting more AR-15s in the country, just because of how many are, have been sold in the U.S. Uh, yep. They need that time to restock themselves, and they always, you know, they 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 serve their local market before they serve Canada, right? Oh, you have to consider that some U.S. states purchase more from a manufacturer than our entire country. So we are incredibly low on the uh, on the pecking order in the food chain. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even bothered heading into any gun stores recently. I've I've ordered a couple of things online, and I'll continue to do so. But I, I ain't going in store for waiting in line and watching a bunch of people with no license being like, "What do you mean I can't just buy a gun here?" Isn't it amazing? And there's a lot of liberals and a lot of left leaning people all of a sudden want guns. And are flabbergasted about all the gun control. You bunch of hypocrites. Yeah. You wanted gun control, and now that you want a gun, you've got gun control, and you don't like it. Ha! Oh, you want to buy a pistol? Okay, well, uh, apply. Um, it, it, do the course if you can get in. You probably can't get into a course won't right now. Won't be a now. course. There won't be yeah. a course. Uh, do the course, uh, and then uh, send your paperwork in. They're not going to look at it because they're they're shut down too. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, you'll get it after the rush. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but 
yeah, I'll just buy my stuff online. I might sell a couple of guns if, like, because I've got some extra that uh, that I've reviewed, and I can I can use this time to make some space. So I might do that, and then I'll just promptly refill it with other stuff. Like I said, I've always I'm already looking at at new stuff to review and and stuff that uh, that I haven't reviewed recently, and yeah, I'm probably gonna get some different stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. The other thing to mention, uh, just, uh, while this coronavirus stuff is happening, many stores, uh, many gun stores are going to pick up and shipping only. So you have to buy online and you yeah. show up and you say, my order number is three, four, five, and they hand you the order and off you go. There's no walking in store and walking around and trying nope. all the guns and, Oh, well, this one feels good in the hands. None of that anymore. Question mm-hmm. before I forget, did you ship the shadow holster? No, I will. Pedro, I'm holsterless. Uh, this is why you need uh, a Safari Land GLS because you'll never be holsterless again. It works with everything. I don't work with everything, and I don't play well with others. <laughs> I understand you had a busy so that, week. That Shadow Two doesn't fit in anything that your Redback fits into. Correct. It fits in. No, incorrect. It fits in my Redback holster. Yes. So it works with the other holster. It works in my Redback holster. Uh huh. Not perfectly, but. But you want you perfect know. fit. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll get that in the mail. I gotta. I gotta put a gun in the mail too here. So. Okay. I'll put them both. Uh, and then uh, I got one new gun thing I wanted to share just because it's real weird and I didn't even know these things were coming in. Marstar brought in some Troy side-charging rifles. Uh, these are non-restricted. Uh, they ordered them a while back. It looks like they just received them. They're fixed stocks because uh, they're a 16-inch barrel, and in order to be l- legally non-restricted, they had to pin the stock open because they were too short otherwise. Yeah, okay. So this is a straight-pull AR? This is a straight pull AR, spring loaded, so you pull back and let go, and the charging handle can be on the left or right. So you fire, mm-hmm. and then you manually pull the bolt open, and then you let it go, and a yep. spring chamber is the next round. Uh huh. Yeah. You best not be short stroking. You got to make sure you pull that sucker all the way back. Mm-hmm. What I, you know, I think is it this or do the do which country? has the AR where you fire, the gas pushes the bolt back, but then it's locked open and you need to push a bolt release button to let it go forward. Uh, that sounds like the UK to me. Seems like a simple thing to, to um, defeat. So I don't know yeah. if but the UK would be into that. What if you just held the button down? Mm, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I, I mean, they're, they're, Troy did put some of the advantages into this thing with a side charger. So there's no buffer tube. You don't need it because the the bolt is, or the BCG is proprietary. So it connects straight up to that charging handle. Uh, it's very lightweight. It's 5.9 pounds. That's pretty light for, uh, for an AR. It's mm-hmm. 16-inch uh, barrel. So this, like, this is not interesting when we have all of our NR ARs that we have today. Uh, yeah. But if uh, semi-autos get banned, this will all of a sudden become a lot more interesting. Uh, and that's basically it for uh, for new gun stuff. Why don't we head into our main topic? <clears throat> Holy, already? Yeah. 
normally by this time in the show, I'm just finishing up what I did this week in guns. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe there, there were actually, uh, there were some questions in Facebook. One second. One guy had a good question. He said, Hey, with the, um, uh, with the CFP shutdown, uh, what if I've, what if I need an ATT? What if I got to like move my stuff? Right. So there's a Canadian firearm center. The Canadian Firearms Program is is the name for the education component. The Canadian Firearms Center is Ottawa and Miramichi. Okay. And that's who you call to initiate transfers. Uh, your CFO, they do the ATTs. They do the um, handling of the uh, restricted firearms courses in your in your province. There's two different things going on here, two different numbers to call, mm-hmm. two different services offered. Your CFO gives you your license, um, the final approval of it. Like, it's just some redundancy in these two, but anyway, when you call the 1-800 number, 731-4000, if you ask them a CFO question, sometimes they will transfer you to your CFO. Mm-hmm. Um, so ATTs, your provincial CFO transfers the CFC Canadian Firearms Center. Two different so things. Two you'll different probably places. be good as long as your local CFO is open. You can get your ATT. Yeah, and they're not. So um, don't bother calling. If you need an ATT, email your provincial CFO's office. If, if you've got some like uh, post-it notes, you could just you could write it on there too. Like I do what I want. <laughs> I'm Ron Swanson, <laughs> and I do what I want. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, let's see here. Mister Mead is asking about a 308 revolver. I haven't heard of that. Uh, will Canadians be able to get the new Ruger PCC9 Charger? I haven't heard of that one either. Uh, looks like the PC nine but it's a pistol version yeah restricted i don't know i'd rather shoot a pistol but maybe we'll get it uh and i think yeah i think that's it yeah let's head to the main topic we got the time all Uh, right the one thing uh, this is something that uh, i kind of wanted to to bring up because uh on reddit and that kind of thing i see a lot of people's asking uh hey what what should i get for a first pistol and they don't want a 22. They want something center fire. And uh, it seems like they want weird stuff. So I thought I'd like, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're on because uh, I wanted to discuss with you some of those different handguns, uh, which ones would be good choices, which ones wouldn't be good choices. Because there has been a lot of changes recently to the market. Uh, so I think it's fair to um, to look at all of them, really. So... What, what's your blanket answer? Someone says, hey, uh, uh, what, what's a good first handgun? What's a blanket answer for you? Oh, geez, Adriel, I don't know if I have a blanket answer. I usually start by asking them questions like, what are you doing with this gun? Are you going to play, you know, you're going to shoot some competition? Or do you just want to go to range and plank? Like, what's your budget, you know? I mean, let's assume that. Uh, Why don't we do budget ranges? Because okay. within budget ranges, there's going to be a, okay, if you're shooting Ipsic, I recommend this. If you're shooting 
just at the range for fun. I recommend that. And if you want something more tactical, I recommend this maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind recommending a Glock right out the gate because Glocks now are more adjustable than they used to be. The triggers are better than they used to be. And they're just, dead simple they're simple to shoot you just load it and shoot it there's no safeties there's no decockers um they're of course reliable there's aftermarket parts forever the factory parts are readily available and inexpensive um if you buy a used are, one if you buy a used yeah. glock your depreciation once you go to sell that glock is probably going to be 20 bucks maybe how much are you going to lose? You buy a used Glock and you sell that used Glock, you're probably not going to lose any money as long as you got a good deal on it in the first place. Yep, that's right. Um, another good option is the MMP range kit. MMP is also very popular. There's also a lot of aftermarket parts. It is also um, pretty universal as far as fit goes. The range kit comes with a bunch of mags and a holster and mag pouch, and it's really inexpensive. There's a lot of value there for what you get. There are cheaper guns like the Gersan, mm-hmm. um, but what are parts going to be like? What's the availability going to be like for parts? You know what right. I mean? Um, there's the lots of cheaper options, are, but are, uh, are are pretty solid choices. The, and the MMP, mm-hmm. the, the nice thing about the MMP is that it does something different than the Glock. It's a hundred or two hundred dollars cheaper, yeah. <laughs> and that, that yeah. matters. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, an MMP twenty two. You know, if you like a if you like a nineteen eleven, you can go buy an Orinco nineteen eleven, and you can just keep upgrading it, keep upgrading, and keep upgrading. Is you know what I mean? They're like, yeah, look at that. Like this? plus that <laughs> gun, that gun right out of the box has a full length guide rod, has ambidextrous safety, has an extended beaver tail, has a skeletonized hammer, a skeletonized trigger. The only downside to that gun out the box is the sights and. Mm-hmm. Even that, if you want to, you can you can replace and take care of. You can cut new dovetails and put on Dawson sights. It's not the it's not the end of the world. You're going to pay, but it's still cheaper than buying a two thousand dollar nineteen eleven. You do the sights last. Like we, the only thing we haven't done yet on my godson's NP twenty two is the sights. Um, MP twenty nine. Yeah, sorry, MP twenty nine. The MP twenty two is the Sig clone. So, yep. Um, yeah, that's uh, for a first gun. I want something that is easy to use, affordable, reliable, and has both OEM market support and aftermarket support. Those are kind of the criteria. And the Glock fits that. The M&P fits that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the CZs fit it too. I think if you were in the, the like the... Uh, seven eight hundred dollar price range. A used Shadow One, mm, that that would be the place to be, because you can oh, yeah. you can go on uh, CGN. A bunch of guys are are moving to Shadow Twos, and they take yep. their worthless Shadow One with belts, the Shadow of the Poor's and and, and the ma- five magazines, uh, holster like the whole shebang, and they sell it for seven eight hundred bucks. Oh yeah, man. Uh, Larry sold me his Shadow One with oh geez seven mags. For a ridiculous price, ridiculous, and um, they're they're out there, and there's there's still absolutely nothing wrong with the Shadow One, and the price is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and the uh, 
parts availability, both factory and aftermarket. They're there. You can find them in Canada. You can get parts from SIBO uh, weapons from Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia or wherever yep. uh, shipped over here. Like I've ordered twice overseas for Shadow 2 parts and they arrive. They cost the same as if I bought in Canada and they arrive as fast as if I had bought in Canada. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one thing, one place we might want to vary, because these are these are all like production pistols for Ipsic. Uh, if you're not shooting Ipsic and you want a fantastic shooting handgun, uh, you might get something 1911 based. Is there like because the, the nice yeah. thing about 1911 is that the trigger will be better, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, even if you, if even if you're shooting Ipsic, you can still start with a 1911. Just you know, yep. if you like the look of a 1911, you like the feel, it fits your hand. You know. It yeah. may need a little bit of work out the box that other guns like the MMP and the Glock won't need. Like if you're buying a three hundred dollar nineteen eleven clone from China, don't expect the reliability of an MMP or a Glock. Just don't. But if you have access to someone who is accustomed to working on their own 1911s great go see that person or take it to a gunsmith it almost certainly is going to need to have some extractor uh pressure added to it see that andy i didn't say tension you're welcome pressure (laughs) the the captain hates the misuse the word tension Mm -hmm. if you misuse the word tension a little vein starts to throb in his head i think he's got hypertension actually Mm, but that's probably what it is what would you recommend for uh uh what would you recommend for a revolver at the different price points i have no interest revolvers are dumb don't get one (laughs) i agree (laughs) just wasting your time really i mean if you want if you want a revolver and and i do have revolvers and i've had revolvers um you got two choices really Go get yourself a 686 from Smith & Wesson or GP100. Those are as common as seagulls in Atlantic Canada. They're, revolvers are expensive, man. Well, but the GP, I, I had one of those GP100s. I think it it's was not. 500, something like that, I want to say. Yeah, between, between 5 and 650, you'll pick up that Ruger GP100, and it's a tank. Um the Smith and Wessons tend to be a bit more, even on the aftermar, even on the um, secondhand used, used yeah. market. They're still between eight and a thousand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And cool. again, yeah. the Smith and Wesson is is very upgradable because of a guy named Jerry Mitchell. You may have heard of him. He knows how to run that, uh, that revolver pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Twelve rounds, two point nine nine seconds. Now, uh, um, we've been saying like Glock and MMP and, and Shadow and that kind of thing. I think uh, if you've got $1,200, $1,400, I think the Shadow 2 is a better way to go than a Glock and like adding all the parts to the Glock. Just because the Shadow 100%. 2 has got more weight in places where you need weight and the Glock doesn't. And adding the weight costs a lot of money and you still money. never get out to the weight to that guy and every time you do something to try to get it to to be similar to the shadow with like changing out the trigger and that kind of thing you're giving up reliability yeah you're yep. potentially messing with the reliability whereas on the other gun it's made for that right yeah but uh 
I do like like the one thing I like about the Glocks is that the the lightness is there. Like the still even yeah. with all the like heavy stuff I've added to this thing, like the uh, Magwell and tungsten guide rod and all that kind of stuff, it's still very light. Just yeah. not just not as as uh, uh, I don't want to call it a cheater gun as the, the Shadow, but uh, uh, not as uh, easy. Not as well, uh, forgiving, I guess. The Shadow 2 you, is very forgiving because that single-stage trigger on it is so light. The gun's so heavy. So even if you like slap the heck out of the trigger, uh, you're not going to move this three-pound gun. Right. You take an F-150, you turn it into a Raptor, it's still a truck. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you take that truck to a, to a NASCAR race, and that's what you've done with your Glock, there's nothing left you can do that Glock. It's got upgraded sights. It's got an upgraded trigger. It has the, the, the last good magwell that you could buy for that gun. They don't make it anymore. It's got a solid brass plug up the back strap. Mm-hmm. It's got a solid bra- brass magwell. you can't. You got a tungsten guide rod. There's nothing else you can do that Glock. But it's still not as good as that Shadow 2. Yeah, not even close, I would say. And the Shadow 2... Well, I mean, I upgraded the parts on this thing too, though. <laughs> As did I. But out yep. of the box, it's pretty good. Out of the box, like, there's not really anything that uh, I'm just think. I think that the disconnect, like you had mentioned there, uh, that disconnect makes a big difference because it's it's so short uh, when you put that that different dis- disconnector in there. Did you put that in? Yep. Did you add that? You did. Mm-hmm. Where'd you get yours? Uh, A zone out of Alberta here. Okay, and it's the two millimeter. Uh, I don't know. Is the there's, there's... pre B or the short the short disconnector? Okay. And the, where I got mine, there was one even shorter than this one, but it said it would require some fitting, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm very comfortable with CZ. I ain't that comfortable. I'm not going to start filing on CZ parts. So, and yeah, I like like we were talking about reliability. You start messing with that kind of stuff, where it's like, ah. Oh, it's so close, and then a grain of sand falls in your trigger group somewhere, and all of a sudden, doesn't work anymore. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I think that uh, where would you go if you had to? Okay, so we're we're saying like twelve hundred bucks, get one of these because they're fantastic uh, for sport shooting and that kind of thing. Even for like just going to the range, these are these are uh, uh, really good. Uh, if like in Canada, we can't concealed carry, so that's not a consideration. Um, but what would you get for like a combat pistol, or like what would you get for like uh, uh, an emergency use pistol if you needed one? Um, either either a Glock or the CZ P10 or P10C. Hmm. Um, the FN FNS. Trigger yep. group on that is a little, yeah. I mean, I still solid. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I love, I love the FN pistols, but the trigger group is it's Achilles' heel in my opinion. I don't mind the trigger press, but the trigger group has way, way too many parts. Yeah, the CZ is better, um, in every way than the FN, and it's for me has a better trigger than the Glock. It's more comfortable than the Glock. Um, better factory sights than the Glock. The magazines in America are 19 rounds instead of 17 rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still default to the Glock. Mm-hmm. There was a time when I had a YouTube channel and I posted a video of me detail stripping, not field stripping, detail stripping 
two Glocks blindfolded. I know the Glock inside and out. Parts count is incredibly low, and they're super easy to work on, and it just... High uh, simplicity, high reliability from simplicity and, and low part yep. count. Yeah. Low part counts, simple. I mean, you're talking a, a, like a disconnector, a spring, a bar. Like, it's just so simple. I mean, the trigger is yeah. never going to be amazing because of the way the parts are. But it's the trigger is more than more than acceptable mm-hmm. for a, for a duty pistol for a training pistol. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, just, yeah, I think in the U.S. they might get into like some other pistols as well, especially like if you had to carry one, you'd probably get into like your slim single stacks and that kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, of course. A, like the forty eight's amazing. Glock forty eight. Uh, the MMP yeah. shield is really well liked. The MMP has got a new one that has reduced. Um, pressure on uh, on racking the slide i can't remember what it's called uh but it's it's got like a really light to rack slide that they made mm-hmm. for uh youth and ladies to to carry interesting yeah but that's like not a consideration for canadians yeah. because there's another thing here so yeah. you might as well go for like a full size something that that uh uh gives up nothing and uh, any is like great for shooting. So like a Glock 17 yeah. over a, a Glock 19. A Glock 19. Or, I, yeah, I reg- like I've had two 19s and I got rid of them both and I regret it all the time. And I keep saying I'm going to get another one and then I always buy something else instead. Mm-hmm. Well, you probably wouldn't use it a lot. Like the Glock, <sighs> Glock 17 is is nice, comfortable. Or like like you're mentioning the, the CZ uh, P10F. I like that full size grip on that thing. It's it would probably be terrible to carry. You probably stick out from from your shirt. You have to wear wear like some uh, uh, fishing vest over top just to hide it. But oh yeah, the F is the F is for open carry for a police officer or something. The C would be a different story altogether. Yeah, but uh, so comfortable. And like yeah. you mentioned, uh, you can get those things for five hundred bucks used, and that <laughs> is a fantastic deal in a pistol it's us oh, it, it's I a cz had all this stuff like six or seven years ago because six or like i was talking to some guys about uh when i first got my ar uh, and and built it out uh, i built out an ar uh just after sandy hook so like shortly after sandy hook so there was nothing on the market i paid a hundred dollars for a blemish lower i had the choice of two uppers that was all that was available in the country two uppers uh so i got the cheaper one because i think the other one was like a a, a Nevesky or some stupid thing and the and you look at that and you look at today what we have available so good and pistols same thing we've got so many good uh options and so many good prices on pistols too you remember what glocks used to cost yeah they Ridiculous. were they were they were cheap and then all of a sudden we got the walther and the hk came on the market and glock went hey we better jack our price up to 850 or people won't think we're a premium product. <laughs> and all of a sudden the Glock 17 went from 650 bucks new to 850 bucks new because the Walther was $900. The H and K SPF or SFP, whatever nine mm-hmm. was $900. Yep. Yeah. What do you think? Also a really if, nice uh, gun. That H and K is a nice gun. Yeah. So, uh, there's some that we haven't mentioned. Uh, what about like, uh, why haven't we mentioned any other ones? Um, cost need to? for a first gun. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, plus the H and K, the Walther, the Steyr, 
they're a lot more complicated. I mean, if all you're ever going to do is field strip, they all field strip the same way. So that's fine. But I like to maintain my own firearms and, and completely detail strip my own firearms. And there's nothing simpler than the Glock. There's something to be said about uh, the mags being everywhere. Yep. Uh, if your buddies shoot. And not being $90, not being $90 a mag. <laughs> the <Walter laughs> mag right? The Walther mags, the FN mags, they're expensive. Then the HK mags are 90 bucks a piece. Oh, like, Wolverine was selling on, those 509s and they, they had mags for 25 bucks. Wow. But that was the 509. Yeah. Was it Wolverine that dropped the price in the 509 to yeah. basically basically cost? I don't know how they were making any money on it. Yeah. But it's not catching on. I mean, I just There's too many. Think, There's too many that do the same thing. You know what needs to happen? We need an AR15 of polymer striker fired pistols. I think it's the Glock. I th- I would rather see Ruger and uh uh Walther and CZ making uh Glock alikes. Uh, and building on that platform because well they all uh, have their own version of it but but their own version is incompatible like like what we've got with the 1911 i want to mm. change a barrel out i want to change a slide out. i want to change the sights out i want to change a trigger out like yeah uh we've got like dozens and dozens and dozens of of uh uh different options for all of those uh yeah. i think that's what they should be doing instead of each making their own same thing but different like well that's how you don't get sued Patents are all expired on the 1911, and there's no mil spec for the 1911. So, where are we have the Glock 17, it's it's getting pretty old. Is it? Well, there I yet? think there's other people I, making Glock frames. Yeah, I thought it recently expired. So, what you're saying might start to happen. Mm, I would love for it to happen because I think that's what needs to happen for uh, 1022. It's a platform now. It's not a rifle. Air 15, platform, not a rifle. 1911, platform, not a rifle. I'd love for that to happen with Glock because that just that would make the entire market uh, more competitive and offer more of what people needed. It may be there now. Another polymer striker fired pistol. It's Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf has a Glock frame. You can build an entire Lone Wolf pistol. That's a Glock, but it's not a Glock. Zev, same thing yep. now. So I guess we are there if you think about it. Yep. You can do a an eighty percent polymer Glock build. You can do uh, a Zev Glock build, a Lone Wolf Glock build, and for a while there was a Glock steel frame on the market. Yeah, I would just love to, for more big manufacturers to be doing that. A lot of yeah. a lot of these guys are smaller or or they just don't have like that big manufacturing capability behind them. I think that would make it more competitive. Mm. Yeah. What about a Beretta? Beretta Nine Two. I mean, it's definitely a proven platform, but it's an old design now, mm-hmm. and um, high parts count. Not the easiest thing to shoot. It's got a heavy double action trigger out the box. It's not the most ergonomic. I know they've come up with new versions all the time to make it more ergonomic, um, and good on them for trying to stay relevant. But uh yeah, I had, I had some people asking me about the 92X competition recently, and uh, uh, I don't really see the, I don't really see the point beyond uh, uh, CZ Shadow Two to get the Breda 92X competition because I think the 92X is another 600 bucks on top of it. Yeah, uh, so it's the, more expensive. The, it's not as proven as a competition pistol. It's. I mean, JJ is shooting for Breda, so they come out with some new Breda guns. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and JJ is still no Ben Steger or he's no Eric Raffel. Like he was on top shot. Good for you, JJ. And not take away from the guy, but I mean, he's not going to have the impact on the practical shooting world that Eric Raffel has had mm-hmm. with his time on Tanfoglio. And now Eric is shooting for CZ. So are we going to see a whole line of Eric Raffel extreme parts for the CZ like we saw with Tanfoglio? When you've got CZ and you've got Tanfoglio, Beretta, I'm sorry, you're just not there. You're not, no one's going to spend more for an old design that you've trimmed the grip on. Yeah. Well, the CZ75 is like a a platform, I think. When you look at the number of parts and and what you can get, like a Tanfo is not a CZ product, but no, but it's a CZ. It's a clone. Yeah. Right. The C, the Tanfoglio. Yeah, Tanfoglio is a CZ clone. The Sphinx was a CZ clone. The Redback's a CZ clone. Um, yeah. What about uh, SIG guns? I don't like SIG guns much at all because of the ergonomics. Um, have you ever taken apart a P226 or a P229? Nope. Frightening. I think I'd be better off with doing cardiovascular surgery. <laughs> And I and I pretend to be a a, a gunsmith lackey. Well, that F and S trigger pack, like trying to get all its little like pieces in in to to put it springs back in and pins. I'll still take out. that trigger pack over the uh, the Sig two two six or two two nine. Man, like, and they have a just an incredible following. I've seen them choke in matches often, often. Now the X five Legion, the three twenty line. Very innovative mm-hmm. and very good guns, especially the Legion. The Legion has added some weight to the frame and it's cleaned up the ergonomics. It's moved the beaver tail up to get the height over board down, get your hand up higher, right? They have a um, single action version of that too. And it's got a very nice trigger. But it's pretty yeah. expensive for what you're getting. Like it, 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 You're putting some, some good money towards that thing. Yeah. I like how they make the whole grip, the whole frame small, medium, or large, and it's affordable. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of innovative. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's worth something. Yeah. I've had two, three twenties and, um, there's nothing wrong with the platform. I just don't like the high bore axis or how it fit my hand. I didn't like the grip angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's three twenty X five is, uh, is a legitimate competitor to the shadow two in, in production, but it, uh, it costs a lot more. So I think the P320 yeah. X5 is again right around that $900. Something like that. Oh, 13. Mm. Yeah. Depending on where you get it, 11, 13. Wow. At Gotenda, they've got it for 1100. Mm. But, uh, well, if they had any in stock, which it doesn't look like they do. Yeah, eleven hundred bucks. Oh, that's a good price. Those things have really come down. P three twenty X five full size, eleven hundred. Not bad. That might that might get to uh, that might get competitive then. Hmm. Uh, what about like Walther and that kind of thing? Uh, again, expensive, high parts count. Um, proven, proven in the field of competition. Walther's been around a long, 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 long time. Um, mm-hmm. Good guns. 
I mean, you know, Cindy bought a Q5 match for her first gun. You know, why not? But she knew she was, yeah. And she, it, she picked it up. She's like, first gun that I picked up that I like how it fits. It, it fits me. I'm buying it. Can't argue with that. Right? She's got access to me. Marcel's got some experience. So not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Took a while to find a holster for it, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was her first handgun knowing she was going into Ipsic. I don't know that it should be your first. I mean, if you can afford it, you like it, then buy whatever you buy whatever you want. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know about again. If a part of my Glock breaks, I can replace it with a YouTube video and ten days. If I don't have the part in stock, but parts are like filthy. For example, this trigger wasn't resetting on his Glock. He's got a lot. Of, he's got a lot of miles on that Glock, but not nearly enough to justify that kind of a malfunction in a Glock, right? Glock is supposed to be, oh my God, I got 250,000 rounds in my Glock and I threw it out of a helicopter and off the Statue of Liberty and I buried it in peat moss for six months and that's fine. Well, his trigger wasn't returning. And so he, you know, well, filthy pick up a trigger return spring. He bought five. (laughs) Two two would have been too much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, because they're so cheap mm-hmm. and easy to find. So, he bought five. Because, you know, we have, there's a bunch of Glocks kicking around. One of his buddies might need one. Okay, well, filthy, let me take yours and I'll order one. And when it comes in, I'll replace it. You know what I mean? That's brilliant. Yeah. That's the, the other the other nice thing about having guns that are the same as buddies of yours is your gun goes down in a match or something like that. You can uh, ask the match director, grab his gun, put it in your holster and uh, right? go do your me and all. load yep. up your mags come back you know go to the safe table swap the gun and you could that like that's a very easy th- thing to do at a match and all you have to do is make sure that one of your buddies runs like a something that that uh that's common so like well let's think about this mm-hmm. when a team goes into the field they're all carrying the same primary and secondary and all the equipment is interchangeable if you and i are at a match and i say adriel throw me a, a rifle mag uh, I know it's going to fit my rifle because we're all running an AR platform, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. if if we're all running Glocks, then same thing. Like mm-hmm. Matthew, Owen, and I, we all we all have Glocks. We used to shoot together all the time. So it was, you know, holsters were compatible. Mags were compatible. We all had spare parts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing if you had CZ-75 guns. They, if they're yeah. all CZ-75s, we can... Start swapping stuff. Uh, someone's gonna have the uh, <laughs> the slide stop because that's gonna break on on one of those guns eventually. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it'll be good to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if we've pissed off everyone in the comments, but I think we did a pretty good job of it. Excellent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do we need to crap on any other guns? Any other popular like weird guns out there that we need to rag on just to? Just to piss off that last person who's still happy. Mm, I don't know. Let's uh, well, let's go through and, and find some comments to uh, to crap on. Tell right. people that they're wrong. Uh, you hit up the comments. I'm going to hit up just. Uh, I'm just looking at some pistols right now, just to see if there's anything else that we might have missed that uh, uh, needs a, a swoop and poop on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh... Yeah. Beretta. Bursa. Nope. 
Bill, I just took my 226 apart, and it's a puzzle, but the 320X5 is a good piece of kit. I agree. Yeah, I think that uh, some of the newer pistols have been designed better. Just, like, the designs are more modular. Uh, they're easier to take down. I think that uh, that's made a big difference with people. And really what you should recommend to a, to a new user, right? Anything Interesting. Mm hmm Snuffy put the short reset in his 229 and 227. He said it was no big deal. Now, other Trevor, that's what he did. He put the short reset in his SIG, and it was a journey, man. Hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any other Norinco pistol. Like, beyond the 1911, They like, the MP34 is kind of popular as a starter 9mm double stack. It's not good. Like, the trigger press on it is is really bad. <laughs> But the price is low. I don't uh, know what the the two two yeah the uh, Sig clone. I don't know if yeah. I would get that one over like something like that Gersan nine uh, millimeter because that Gersan thing I is would. like a standard striker fired. Right, but that if you like the Sig guns, just like if you like nineteen elevens, those Sig guns, the two uh, two is the it two two six or two two nine clone? I can't remember. And it's the NP twenty two, and. Um, some of the parts are interchangeable with SIG parts. Yeah, I, I heard so. that the short reset works on the Norinco. Nice. But that seems like you're putting, like, I don't know how much those short reset kits are, but uh, you're putting, like, a $100 part in a $300 gun that doesn't really deserve it. Maybe just get, True. Just get a better gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So There's not really so we, any super low-priced guns either. Like, we can't really recommend a high point because the high points aren't cheap enough in Canada to even recommend. It's, it's like a, a, a no deal because they're just not cheap enough. Uh, there's no in, interesting Keltex that we can use here because, again, we've got a 10-round mag limit and we've got a barrel length limit. So a lot of the, the neat stuff we can't use. I don't know if I could recommend a Kimber. Uh, no, no. Uh, 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 no. I think, I think we've done a good enough job uh, crapping on as enough pistols. Uh, I could so not we buy agree anything from Remington. No Remington pistols. No Remingtons. No, no. Remington. And if as, like, there's going to be a bunch of other weird stuff out there. Um, Stoger's got a pistol. Ruger's got their American. Um, they're just, in my opinion, more of the same. Trying to do yeah, the SR9 thing. series. Mm -hmm. Well, the SR9 is really cheap, though. Really cheap. But they're like mm -hmm. the trigger press on them is so bad. Uh, Matthew's SR9 was all right. And I had an SR9 that was all right. But uh, then they come up with a cheaper version of the SR9. SR9VE? SD9 no, that's No, that's Smith & Wesson. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong one then. That was a new upgraded Sigma. Yeah. That one was awful, but yeah, it worked, and it was and cheap. that one was very cheap. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, it's it's get a get a shadow. <laughs> Long story short, yeah, get a if you if you've got seven hundred bucks, get a shadow one. If you've got uh, twelve hundred bucks, get a shadow two. And if you've got six hundred bucks, get an MMP uh, CZ P10F or an, uh, a Glock if you can find one used. Is that is that yeah? If right? you yeah, if you need a polymer pistol. Either a Glock, a CZ, or an FN. There we go. Yeah. All right, let's move on. 
Uh, let's see here. Listener feedback on Facebook. Uh, I think. Yeah, we covered it. Cheesing off random people. NP22 is the SIG 226 clone. There we go. 226. There we go. My first pistol was a SIG 226. Now it's my least favorite gun that I own. Oh, there Canic. Canic came up as well. Oh, um, yeah. I think the Canics should be cheaper. I think the Canics aren't as cheap here as they are in the States. And uh, and that's why they're just not as super popular because um, they're well-liked in the States. They're just probably, like the p- price point's probably very very different, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not afraid of the Canic like I am um, the um, Gersan. Gersan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gersan's newer and yeah. I heard from some people that they're saying don't dry fire it or you can break the firing pin. The Gersan? Yep. Yeah. Really? Yes, indeed. Hmm. Never happened to mine. I don't know. Uh, All right. That's Facebook. Uh, Listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, park rising, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. Also check him up. Uh, check him out on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, first email here uh, from Dave. I found your podcast a few weeks ago, and I've been catching up. Uh, by two or three episodes a day while listening at work. Whoa, that's a lot of slam fire per day. <laughs> wow. The more I listen, the more I annoy my wife about what I want to get next. I just got my RPAL a few years ago and have one ISSC M22 pistol I got real cheap. And while looking for the next pistol, I came across this and I thought Trevor might want to see it. It was uh, Double Tap uh, selling a Remington Nylon 66. Um, really, really nice condition if the pictures are a good reflection of the actual firearm, which, I, I mean, I know they are. It's Double Tap doesn't uh, misrepresent their stuff. I, uh, I already got one, but if this one was Canadian-made, ooh, Nelly. It's, uh, it's a, uh, the one he sent to us is a Remington 90, Nylon 66 Apache White Diamond, which I think is the yeah. one that you just showed us, right? Yeah, yeah it's the Apache Black, yeah. yeah. Just, fancy, yeah. fancy. They got uh, the name wrong, but there's no White Diamond and Apache Black. It's The Apache Black has White Diamonds and a nickel-plated uh, the metal. Sounds cooler, so, White Yeah, it does, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, They're rating it a 9.5 out of 10. Must be nice. Yeah, six hundred and ten bucks. So probably it doesn't have the scratches mine has, but mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Thanks for all the great information and stories. I really enjoy them. Uh, not many I work with to talk about this, so it makes the day go by, and at least I might learn a little. Only by accident. Uh, keep up the great show from Dave. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to say something there. <laughs> uh, well, I am. Uh huh. Uh, I'm just trying to find the right place. I'll do it during shoutouts. Something uh-huh. important that our listeners need to keep in mind moving forward during this apocalypse. Mm. Mm. Uh, is it seasoning tips for uh, for eating humans or uh, nope? It's more, uh, more important. Social, yeah, social media tips. So we'll get to the shoutouts okay. and I'll explain. Okay. Uh, if you'd like to send an email to the show, send the emails to slamfireradio at gmail.com and we'll read it on the air. Uh, podcast app reviews. We don't have any of those recently, but, uh, and I think that's because a lot of the podcast apps don't have ratings in them anymore. But, uh, if you'd like to head on over to your favorite podcast app and give us a rating, it helps, uh, helps people find the show and helps us, uh, reach more people. 
finally, shoutouts. Trevor. Okay, so the first one goes to uh, the guys over at TNA, True North Arms. I placed an order with them. Um, geez, I got it like it was supposed to arrive Friday and it arrived today. And I think I only placed the order on Tuesday. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it was crazy fast. And there was a free handguard in the box. I got, I should have it up here with me, but in the box was a seven inch NEA Gen 2 handguard. Raw aluminum needs to be Cerakoted, mm-hmm. but like whatever, man. You can do cool... that. You know yeah, a guy exactly. who can do yeah. <laughs> Yep. So, you know, that was cool. They threw in a, a handguard. Uh, and I read the, I took, took the stuff out and I read the notes and enjoy the handguard. And I'm like, the handguard i didn't order a handguard and then i uh went back to the box and sure enough there was a handguard in the box so huh. tna is awesome and something else tna does is they look up your name and your address and they send you a letter addressed to your mp and they give you a postage paid envelope for you to mail your mp making it easy yeah so there's no excuse right mm-hmm. i've already sent it the bastard never got back to me so i'll send another one so, um, this next shout out is a public service announcement. I have a friend of mine who is at home with pay right now while a threat assessment is being conducted against them because of a, uh, a post they made on social media. They had been called in by their employer once before to discuss their social media. This is a person who does a lot of posting on Facebook and Instagram with guns and, um, the employer called them in, had a conversation with them, and they were like, well, I'm not violating any policies, am I? No, but maybe you want to tone it down because of the nature of your work and it may reflect poorly, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I'm a law-abiding citizen. You don't have any policies to govern this. Uh, thanks. Have a nice day. Well, now that person got called in again, and someone in their office filed an official complaint, took screenshots, and said they felt threatened and not safe in their own work environment. So this has gone all the way to the provincial HR um, department for the type of work that they do. And they were sent home with pay pending an investigation into whether or not this person's a threat to the office. So there they are posed on Instagram with an MMP on their hip and an AR-15. And the caption says, coronavirus i thought you said apocalypse (laughs) that's it man it takes that little to trigger an ante in your work environment and everybody is super on edge right now not everybody the antis and the leftists are super on edge right now and um this is punishment through process i went through it myself recently where someone related to my work filed a complaint and it was unfounded but I still had to go through the process and the punishment was the process while I waited for it to be dismissed. Well, actually there was an investigation to determine whether or not there'd be an investigation and there was no investigation as a result of the investigation. Government, very government. My eyes are government glazing over as you're like talking about all this uh, taxpayer money just getting flushed down. I know, right? (laughs) We have another friend who was hunting he was on his days off hunting, and somebody at work was bothering him, and he sent a selfie of himself hunting. So there's the context. I'm up a tree, 
in a tree stand wearing camo and orange, the rifle across his lap. So the selfie is essentially the action of the rifle, the camo and the orange. And he replied with that selfie. In other words, screw off, I'm hunting. And that one went all the way to court. And it cost him money out of pocket for lawyers. Like, I'm just saying, guys, maybe you want to tone it down on the social media rhetoric right now because people are freaked out. And I know you're not wrong. And you know you're not wrong. But people will go after you through the punishment. And everyone's excited because of the end of the world apocalypse. (laughs) Making jokes about... Um, you know, that guy from the guy from the, from the TV show, the office with his smug look that says the look that gun owners make when they see non-gun owners buying hoarding toilet paper, right? Like in other words, you buy toilet paper, I'm going to take it because I'm a gun owner. No, no, we don't need to be making jokes right now. Fair enough. What about me joking around on this podcast about that? (laughs) That It's a trick question because they have to listen to the podcast before they get it. If you think that the RCMP don't listen to this podcast, that's as that's as naive as thinking they don't watch CGN. Of course they listen. Man, that's they a lot listen. of work. They have people who are paid to just do that, to just monitor us legal gun owners. They're not out monitoring gangbangers because they can't, but we put ourselves out there. We, we we're all over CGN, uh, Thursday bear defense thread. We're all over social media. They watch our Instagram. They watch our, our uh, Twitter accounts, they watch us, or especially guys like you and I, like, I don't know about you, but I accept all friend requests mostly because I know it's a listener of the show that I, I click on their profile. I see a CCFR thing. I see a pro gun thing. I accept them. That could be somebody with a fake account oh, from telling, the RCMP. Telling the, uh, the CSIS how to get to you right now. They already Give know. Tips. Give they already tips know. Like Denise said to Joey, if you think you're not already on a list, you're wrong. Like we're all on list, buddy. So, um, well, to our CSIS officer that's uh, that's listening to this right now, we're sorry, and uh, hope this uh, <laughs> hope hope your quarantine is going well as well, because you probably have to work from home. <laughs> this seems like a work from home job, right? Listen it to Slamfire again. Oh man, two hour show. Come on, guys. I got to get to the wife and kids. Uh, <laughs> sucks to be you. Yeah, we're paying for him to listen. So anyway. Um, just keep your jokes tasteful. That's all. Don't give anybody an excuse to, to get triggered and go off on you, especially right now. So, yep. Yep. Do, do you know, just be smart. That's all. Sweet. Uh, Patreon supporters. Uh, if you uh, would like to help with the show, go on to patreon.com forward slash slam fire radio, uh, sign up to help us out with a caliber donation of your choosing. And we'll send you a patch. Another alternative, if you're going to panic buy anyways, uh, go to Cabela's through the link on our website and we get a tiny cut of that as well. Not a tiny cut, a kickback. You pay the same price, they pay us because we introduced you to Cabela's and you wouldn't have bought otherwise, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, join a national firearms association such as CCFR. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. And we'll see you next week. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.